Brittany Daniel. For those of you who are new, welcome. We go live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern to give you your daily dose of motivation. And I am your host. I hope you guys had a beautiful, wonderful weekend. Um, my birthday is is right around the corner. This is my last full week of being in my Jesus Jesus year, the 33rd year. That's what they call it. Um, and real quick before we dive into today's topic, though, I uh, I really have been mentally processing a lot. I've, I've I feel myself evolving and growing as a person, especially just from earlier this year, starting morning motivation, just who I was when I turned 33 to who I am now, turning 34. Crazy. I dropped a new Patreon last night. <clears throat> So for all of my Patreonas, yes, I'm taking that from six to all of my Patreonas, um, anybody that subscribed or has uh, opted into the Patreon, there is a new video with an update for you guys. Um, and I want to bring those more so to you. So just let me know, said in the video, if you guys like that type of Patreon, but the Patreon is Patreon and right now, and there will be a part two, by the way, because the camera ended up cutting off for whatever reason, but um, there will be a part two. But as I feel myself growing this weekend, I took a lot of time to declutter, remove things. So if you ever feel like you're in a space where you need new energy, things are changing in your life, you're evolving, your birthday's coming up, or something in your spirit and your soul is just telling you to get rid of, go through your drawers. I mean, the junk drawers where you got all those pins and bobby pins and all that, go through your drawers clean out your closets, get rid of clothes that no longer serve you, make you happy, um, that have holes in them. Just whatever isn't serving you in your home, in your space, open your windows, sage, get that old energy and step into that new energy. And that's what I did all weekend, y'all. I was cleaning baseboards and cleaning out drawers and, um, you know, I cleaned my carpet by hand. It was a whole lot going on, but I felt like I needed to get the old out and make room for the new. And that's something uh, I actually learned from Steve Harvey. And it's in the Bible. If you guys know the verse, let me know down below. But it says, um, basically, like, if, and you, if you want new to come in, if you want new energy, if you want new in your space, you have to make room for it. You have to get rid of the old, clear it out in order to be able to receive. Because God can't fill you up with nothing new. If you got some old stuff going on, okay. <laughs> but in today's topic, we are going to be diving deep into a purpose-driven life. Again, I hope you guys had a good uh, weekend. Let me know in the comments how was your weekend. What did you do? Um, very interested to know. Did you guys have a revelation of a weekend as well? But we're going to be going into a purpose-driven life by Rick Warren. We are going to do a book giveaway this Friday. Book giveaways are coming back. I think I want to do every other Friday especially if we're staying on the same book, but we'll talk about that. But this Friday, we are doing a book giveaway. So go to BrittanyTheHost.com. Uh, the pop-up will say enter your free book, or you can go on my Instagram in the link. It's in my bio to enter your free book. But we are on chapter five and we will be continuing my purpose-driven life. I read this last night. This, this chapter was really powerful. It's seeing life from God's view. So we're going to do a deep dive into seeing life in God's view. Before we get into that, let's do our prayer, do our shout outs. If this is your first time watching, load up the comments where you're watching from. Make sure you put your name in the in the comments below. If you are listening on my podcast that goes live on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google uh, Podcast, then please join us live so you can get your shout out so uh, I can just give you your love. And I appreciate all of you guys for joining me this morning. But if you are not spiritual or religious, I hope that it is okay that you stick around and uh, pray with us anyway. No discrimination. Yes, we read, talk about God, Jesus, and we are Christian-based. However, everybody is welcome here, and um, all conversations are welcome. So, <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to just have new energy coming into our lives. And anybody that has stagnant and old energy or just things that no longer serve them, that you help them and nudge them along to remove them so that you can bring in the new. Lord, I thank you for another week of enlightenment, fulfillment. I hope that we ex are executing our goals, executing our tasks, that we are staying positive, uplifted, that we focus our sights on you and do all the things that are pleasing in your sight and get rid of any negative, nagging, 
stagnant energy that no longer serves us and so that we can do your will and your will only. In your darling son, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, let's go to the comments and give to the shout outs. Good morning, Miss Debbie. Good morning, Nana. <clears throat> Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Shador. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Kiki. Grand Rising. Happy Monday. Good morning, Naturally Ann. Good morning, Norma. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Brittany. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Melissa. I know I haven't seen some of y'all in a while. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys for coming back. Again, the Patreon is linked down below. If you guys would like an update, I uploaded that last night. So go check that out. I will be uploading another, a part two this week. Um, and if you guys read or listen to the Patreon, you'll know why uh, they've been a little few and far in between, but they're coming. Um, a lot of changes are going to happen. Well, not a lot. What I will say is more uh, things are just going to start making more sense. Good morning, KB. How are you? Things are going to start making more sense in the long, long as you guys uh, stay along for the journey, then you'll see that as well. Mm. I have a course dropping very soon. It's either going to be on my birthday or on September 1st. Um, a lot of you guys have been asking me for tips with confidence, tips with execution, tips with um, being more uh, consistent and accountable. And I have an ebook dropping along with a course coming very, very soon. So you guys uh, mark your calendars. It's either going to drop on my birthday or it's going to drop on the 1st of September. Praying fingers crossed if everything goes well on my birthday. So you guys can get access to that. It will be an ebook, very easy to read, but very with a lot of meat and potatoes of what I've been implementing um, into my life to keep me consistent, to keep myself accountable without needing a whole bunch of people to root me on and things like that in order to get the things that I need to do done. And I want to share that process with you guys along with the course. And the 555 is also coming as a course as well. If one of if group coaching isn't for you, if you're more of a self-study type person, then that's coming. So y'all get ready. I got some hot, I got some heat along with merch, all of that stuff dropping very, very soon. Good morning, Shamber. Good morning, Ashley. All right, y'all. So seeing life from God's view, it says, What's your life? We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. Yeah, mark your calendar, y'all. Okay, B, happy birthday. KB says my birthday is actually tomorrow and I had the same energy this week and I had a deep, deep cleaning and got rid of a lot of stuff. Literally just sat in my closet or in my home time to make room. Absolutely happy birthday. Yes, you guys, anytime a birthday is coming up, Sorry, we're going to get back into the book, but anytime a birthday is coming up, happy birthday, by the way, KB. Make sure you're back tomorrow so we can wish you a happy birthday if you don't decide to sleep in. But happy birthday, everybody. Wish KB a happy birthday for tomorrow. But yes, if your birthday is coming up, I feel like birthday is like a new year. It's like New Year's for me. Um, make sure you guys clean, get rid of, and it doesn't matter. You don't have to wait till your birthday, but that is something I highly recommend anybody to do is just get into the energy shift, move out the old, make room for the new. Remember all of the lessons that you went through and that you um, and that you had reflect, uh, do a deep dive, make sure you're in alignment, making sure you're the light. Your life is going the way you want it to go or the way you you feel it should go. Maybe not the way you want it to go. Remember, we talked about allowing and letting God step in and for our purpose. But just make sure that you're in alignment with a lot of things. Good morning, May. Yes, everybody wish KB a happy birthday. <clears throat> OK. So seeing got life from God's view. Okay. The way you see your life shapes your life. Y'all, this was good. This chapter, I was up there like last night, like, ooh, ooh. The way you see your life shapes your life. How you define life determines your destiny. Your perspective will influence how you invest your time, spend your money, use your talents, and value your relationships. One of the best ways to understand other people is to ask, how do you see life? How do you see your life? You will discover that there are as many different answers to that question as there are people. I've been told life is a circus, minefield, a roller coaster, a puzzle, a symphony, a journey, a dance. People have said life is a carousel. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, and sometimes you go round and round. 
or life is a 10 speed bicycle with gears you never use, or life is a game of cards. You have to play the hand you're dealt. If I ask how you, how you picture your life, what image would come to your mind? I want you guys all to think about that. I'm glad you guys are wishing her happy birthday. Think about that. How do you see life with all the examples that I just listed, right? Um, how do you see your life? And the reason why this is important, like the book talks about, is the way we see life is the way that we go about life, the way we spend our time, our energy, our money, our focus. Like if we thought that, if you think that life is about racing to the top, who can get the most money, that's going to be your focus. If you think about, if you think life is about service, you're going to serve. This is very crucial in our journey. This is day five of getting to our purpose, aligning with what God has for us, doing the things that are pleasing in his sight, right? Making the most out of our lives because true happiness, to, to be 100% honest from what I've learned in my short 33 years of life, happiness is, an, is not about what we get. Happiness isn't even about the things that we have, the things that we experience. Those are bursts of, of, of happiness, right? When you get to go to your favorite place, when you get that item that you've been waiting for has been on your vision board. Those are bursts of happiness that last about 24 to 48 hours, max 72, <laughs> you know, but true happiness, true happiness comes from purpose. Genuinely knowing that I'm here living my life. And it doesn't mean that you got a whole bunch of money that day. It doesn't mean that everything went your way. It's just about, I'm here doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Exactly the reason why God has has um has placed me here and maybe it's not happiness i think happiness is the wrong word happiness is a feeling and emotion that can be fleeting just like anger i think it's more so fulfillment you feel way more fulfilled right okay so if i asked how you picture your life if i ask how you picture life what image would come to your mind that image is your life's metaphor it's the view of life you hold consistently and unconsciously, you know, consciously and unconsciously, sorry, in your mind. It is your description of how life works and what you expect from it. <clears throat> People often express their lives metaphors through clothes, jewelry, cars, hairstyle, dump, dump, bumper stickers, and even tattoos. Your unspoken life's metaphor influences your life more than you realize. It determines your expectations, your values, your relationships, your goals, and your priorities. For instance, if you think life is a party, you will primarily view, or excuse me, you will primarily, your primary value in life will be having fun. So let me read that again. It determines your expectations, your values, your relationships, your goals, and your priorities. For instance, if you think life is a party, your primary your primary value in life will be having fun. If you see life as a race, you will speed, you will value speed and you will value you will probably be in a much in much of a hurry most of the time. If you view life as a marathon, you will value endurance. If you see life as a battle or a game, winning will be very important to you. So really think about that. How do you see life? What do you think your life is about? How do you think your life goes? What do you think is the most important and most valuable piece and asset of life? Or what is your life's um, mantra, I guess you can say, or metaphor? <clears throat> what is your view of life? You may be basing your life on on a faulty life metaphor to fulfill the purpose God has made you for, you will have to change conventional wisdom and replace it with biblical metaphors for your life. The Bible says, do not conform yourself to the, the standards of this world, but let God transform your inner inner you inwardly <laughs> by a complete change of your mind then you will be able to know the will of God. 
The Bible offers three metaphors that teaches us about God's view of life. Life is a test. Now, this one, this little part right here, y'all, really had me thinking. This had me thinking. And I really want to know. Think, Tell me in the comments. Nobody said anything yet. What do you guys think your life metaphor is, right? So the Bible offers three metaphors that teaches us God's view of life. Life is a test. Life is a trust and life is a temporary assignment. Life is a test. Life is a trust and life is a temporary assignment. These ideas are the foundation of a purpose-driven purpose-driven living. We will look at the first two in this chapter and the third one in the next. So the first one that the book talks about is life is a test. The, this metaphor is seen in stories throughout the Bible. God continuously tests people's character, faith, obedience, love, integrity, and loyalty. Words like trials, uh, temptations, refining, and testing occur more than 200 times in the Bible. God tests Abraham by asking him to offer his son Isaac. God tests Jacob when he had a work, when he had to work extra years to earn uh, Rachel as a wife. That would that was a trip, y'all. Y'all remember that uh that story when Jacob was trying to get <laughs> was trying to get Rachel. And the daddy kept switching it up. Like, hold on. <laughs> Before you get Rachel, you got to do this. <laughs> Adam and Eve failed their test in the Garden of Eden. And David failed his test from the God, from God on several occasions. Now, I will say this to anybody that is, is maybe the Bible ain't they favorite, right? I highly recommend. It is a very, if you like reality TV at all. And you're trying to curb your appetite for reality TV, but you like a little gossip. <laughs> it's some stories in here that you'd be like, and just start, just start with Abraham. Abraham and Sarah, that was a whole telenovela, y'all. There is some stories in here in the book, the, the story about Jacob with Rachel. That was a mess too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> just saying that if you want a little entertainment, there's entertainment in the Bible. I, I guarantee it. It's freezing. Are you guys all frozen over there? I'm sorry. My Wi-Fi is on. It says it's good. Gets good business. Okay. So let's keep going. Let me know y'all. So the Bible also gives us many examples of people who passed, passed a, a great test, such as Jake, Joseph, Ruth, Esther, and Daniel. Let's see. Character <clears throat> is both developed and revealed by tests and all of life's on all of life is a test you are always being tested god constantly watches your responses to people problem success conflict illness disappointment and even the weather he even watches the simple actions such as when you open the door for others when you pick up the when you pick up pieces of trash or when you're polite towards a clerk or waitress. We don't know all the tests God gives us, but we can predict some of them based on the Bible. Now let me um now let me stop here. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to bring it back down to we're going to pause the book cuz this is on my heart day. And I've been hearing this rhetoric in the streets, right? Hey Percy, I mean, you you came in right on time, Percy, because we're talking about how God is a test, right? How God is a test, how God tests us. A lot of the, the things in life, God puts us through tests. Now, there's rhetoric going around, and this is this isn't anything new. We've heard this since the beginning of time, and it talks about people cheating, right? And sorry to bring this back down. I know we were talking about God and we were talking about life and things like that. This is why I do not, I highly recommend no woman to accept cheating. Because a lot of times the men fail the test. Women, we fail tests in other ways, right? Because women are not driven by sex. Women are not driven by sex. And I've heard, oh, you know, cheating isn't the worst thing a man can do. 
I've heard, um, you know, we should let our men do whatever. And the issue with that is we are being challenged as people in general. This isn't gender based about being more disciplined with our eating, with what we do, um, our time, our energy, our money. We are being disciplined. We are being challenged to step up our discipline. And I highly agree. Right. We lack discipline as a people. And I'm just speaking to my folks real quick. In so many areas, we lack a lot of discipline in in in, in our our health, our health discipline. You know, I'm so me and my guy friends have long conversations about, you know, them really having true concern about black women that we're not eating properly, that we're not exercising properly. We're having a lot of conversations about that. And I think that is very important because it's true, right? Not all, but it in general. And going back to, to the part about allowing people to cheat, there's a reason why I highly disagree with that because you're being tested, right? When you make a commitment to someone or somebody makes a commitment to you, and especially if you're married, and you stand before God and you're promising God that you're going to be faithful to this person. And this is what this is why I don't take marriage lightly. And this is what a lot of people get wrong when it comes to relationships and marriage. They think it's between them and the other person. If me and Percy decided to get married, people always focus on the relationship between the two people. What they always factor out is that third person, that cord that ties them together is God. You're not making a commitment to that person. You're making a commitment to God that you're going to stand by that person. And when you enter a relationship, for the most part, unless you change the rules of your dynamic, you're making a point to be monogamous with that person. Now that you are promising to that person. So when people are very frivolous about, you know, their indiscretion and they can't curve their appetite for sexual pleasures. To me, that shows a lack of discipline. Is it harder? I'm sure. But it's harder. But women face challenges in other ways. Maybe it's their food. Maybe it's. So we're being asked as a society, as a culture, as a whole, as women, as black women, especially. Um, don't don't start. I can. That's not what we're talking about, Percy. <laughs> see, see how y'all be focus, <laughs> focus, Percy. Focus, focus, because I didn't have nothing to do with that. But yes, I can by the by for the for the record. Focus. We are being challenged as a people in general, black men and black women for the most part. And that's why I'm going to speak to my people real quick. We are being challenged. Women, we are being taught and told that there are things that we need to change about ourselves. And I agree. There is a lot of toxicity going on that we allow, that we do, and that we entertain, i.e. our music. I am so sick. Nicki Minaj just dropped a song. I am so sick of us talking about our poom pooms and men and money and all of that is, is garbage and I'm over it. We've spent two decades allowing that type of behavior and music and things like that. And I'm not on my high horse. I just have to keep it real and keep it a buck. I'm over it. I don't get inspired by it. It doesn't, I don't enjoy, maybe it's me maturing and growing up. I'm just over it. Right. I feel like that's another reason why we continue to be disrespected on a global scale, not just here on this planet and not here in America, just on a global scale. We are the most disrespected culture. Nobody takes us serious. I've speak to people from different countries. I remember I was talking to this African guy that was in Miami one time and he was like, oh, my parents would be so disappointed that I'm talking to an African-American girl right now. And I was like, wow. But we are disrespected globally because we allow and tolerate because we stream the music. They continue to make it. If no, if those songs don't go number one and those songs don't stay on the charts and those those rappers weren't making money off of it, they would have to pivot. A lot of people in the social media industry and in the social media space are changing their content and getting off of social media because they're no longer making money. People are going to go to where the money goes. If we keep feeding our money into stuff garbage, um, with the food we eat, whatever the case, it will always be around. If we keep eating the Popeyes, if we keep going to McDonald's, if we keep, um, you know, doing the hookah, I mean, 
and I'm not knocking nobody. Do what feels best for you. I, you know, I occasionally do the hookah. I had hookah this weekend, you know, but what are we feeding and, and paying our, our attention to, our money into, and things like that? So as women, we are being challenged to step it up. And I agree for ourselves, not for other people, not to get the exceptions and and not to get um, praise from it. It ain't about that, even though that's okay. If that's why you want it, cool. But it should be for ourselves. We should be healthier mentally, emotionally, and physically. And if you're in 555, a lot of y'all know the food that we intake has a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves. We talk about that in the 555 transformation. For anybody who knows, if you need a life coach, you need help with this, these areas, links down below. Get your 30-minute free session with me. But we talk about food. We talk about exercise. We talk about things because that's we have to have that in order to have a healthy life. There's no point to make all this money and you're going to be in the hospital or you're having issues with your health. Health is wealth, you guys. So no matter, and I don't care, I'm talking to the skinny girls too, because just because you, you skinny doesn't mean you can eat whatever you want to. We still have to watch what we eat. We still have to watch what we intake. We still have to drink our water and work out. And if the gym doesn't work for you, find a workout that works. All right, women, we got it. Men. Y'all got to curve your appetite with being with being Lord and failing your tests when it comes to women. You guys, men want women to be disciplined in this area, which I agree. We lack accountability in certain areas. We like because we just be letting each other just do whatever we want because we we didn't been through a lot. Got it. We already had that. Now it's time to get focused. Men, I need y'all to do the same thing. Stop using your penis and the way God made you. You're failing the test. And I and I want you guys to understand that men fail the test when we allow a man to do whatever sexually and not curve his sexual appetite. It is the same for everything else that we have to do. I get it that men are built different. I understand. I understand biologically they can have 10, 11, 12 kids and we cannot. But the thing that we fail to to go a step further is how it affects everything else that happens to the family when that man steps out because he can't curve his sexual appetite, because he can't go run or he can't maneuver. The same with women, because what happens is men, since you guys are the head of the household, that trickles down into your women, right? The pain, the hurt, the deception because most men aren't honest, right, about it, the deception of it all, it trickles down. And guess what happens when the woman is disgruntled? It jacks up your household where there is no peace. It factors into your children. And since women are most of the time, these are very general statements, but most of the time, the sole providers for your children, if you have a disgruntled, hurt, heartbroken woman, how is she supposed to feed your children properly? How is she supposed to tend and care for your children properly? Stop failing the test. So women, we have our own tests that we need to start studying for. And men, we have y'all have y'all own tests that y'all need to start studying for. It can't, it, it has to, we both have to do the work. We both have to do the work. So yeah, you might not be a quote unquote bad guy, but you still did a bad thing. Just like most thieves aren't bad people. You still did a bad thing. So I need y'all to curb your appetites when it comes to sex. No, women, you should not be giving these men passes to cheat on you. They're failing the test. It is a test. When you are Lord, what happened to Sam? Um, what was it, Simon? When you are Lord, there's a whole Proverbs verse about the women who creep in the dark to seduce and to and to trap you. And a lot of men, because they don't curb their appetites, fall for it every time. And not only men, and I need y'all to hear this loud and clear, because, okay, yeah, I just, I just went and, and did it and I rinsed it off and it's cool. You're bringing that woman's energy to your household. Do y'all know, I'm sorry to say this, and I'm not trying to... to to belittle anybody, but when a woman knows a, another woman's man is taken, 
And she allows and decides that she's going to lower her own standard to be with him. There's a lot of brokenness, low self-esteem, low vibrational energy there. That just is what it is. And you take all of that energy from that woman and you then dump it into your one, your women, your woman, because you should have one woman. And if that woman is breastfeeding your child or feeding your children, now you're that energy is now going into your children. So you may think, men, I'm sorry, that that's just a one time thing that, oh, I just, you know, I just want to, you know, I just need a little. Eh. It's bigger than that. It has energy attached to it. You failed the test. And not only did you fail the test, your residual is now in your family. I need I need that rhetoric to stop. You know, we want to hold women accountable. Cool. Got it. Taking notes, men. We got it. We have work to do as women. We do. And I'm here to help anybody that needs it. This is a two way street. Link down below. But men. Y'all got to stop this crap because you guys are leaving broken hearts, broken homes, and wondering why young women and young men are running rampant. Now it starts in the home. There are a lot of men out there with mommy issues and daddy issues that are not being healed. Just like there are a lot of women out here with mommy and daddy issues. Been there. Therapy. Doing it. I'm not better than nobody. I'm not better than nobody. I'm not sitting on a high horse and being like, y'all need to fix yourself. No, I'm in it with y'all, but I care about my people so much. And I listen and I hear, I hear a lot that's going on. I listen to this side. Okay, women, we got some stuff to work on. I listen to this side. Oh, men, y'all got some stuff to work on. We need to work together so that we can be better as people because nobody respects us. Let's keep it a buck. We're the laughing stock of the world because we constantly consume garbage physically, mentally, meaning our music, because it seeps into our DNA and it seeps into our children and the way they live our lives. Look at our society now. Y'all city girls weren't, it just come out of nowhere. And I'm not talking about the group. I'm talking about the, the culture, the lifestyle. This didn't come out of nowhere. Think about the two decades that women were being called bees, that their their poom pooms were put on a pedestal, that that's all men cared about. Believe me, it trickled down into my middle school. That's all I heard. Nobody cared about girls. They just wanted sex. Very different from our grandparents' music when they wanted love. They used to serenade their women. They used to sing to their women. Oh, I love you because of the music. Y'all, none of this is by, and none of this is by Cohabitation is by choice, it's by design. They want us to be out here lost looking crazy because we're so powerful, but we get so distracted by our, the, all the garbage. We can't move nowhere because of what we eat. We, we're not exercising, so we're out of shape. All of us, including the skinny girls, all of us, we're not healthy. We're not healthy mentally because we watch trash TV and we consume trash music. Y'all, it is what it is. And then and then on top of all of that, we let our men do whatever they want. And we just continue to be broken and hurt and pained and 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 we wonder why we're breeding broken, hurt, pain children. Now that we have the know-how, now that we've all kind of, hold on, wait a minute. We see what we participate in. We don't like this. We can always, you can always change. I don't care what you've been doing your whole entire life. We can always change. You do not have to, we do not have to stay the same. You do not have to stay the same. If you're tired of eating how you've been eating, you can change. And stop telling your stuff that food is nasty. No, it's not. You just got to start making it. Put your seasonings in those greens. Put your seasonings in those vegetables. If you heck, if you don't like eating vegetables, drink them. There's too many options now. Y'all, we don't got no excuse. There's a freaking gym on every corner. You don't like going, you don't like going to the gym, go for a walk. Walking 
If you walk from now for the rest of your life, you will be way healthier than by doing nothing. Start somewhere. Men, curb your appetite. You're failing. You're failing the test. You're failing. Women, we're failing the test. Every time we smell some pork chop, we got to run to the, got to leave that swine behind. <laughs> we have, I, I like bacon too. We got to leave the swine behind you guys. It's garbage. They feed those pigs garbage. We're eating garbage. You guys start looking into growing your own fruits and vegetables. I'm going to start doing it on my patio. You don't need a big yard and a, in a, in a garden and all of this stuff. You can start small, start small. You know what? This week, we're not going to eat out. We're not going to do fast food or maybe do fast food once a week. Start, start trickling down. But there's a reason that burger is $5. Y'all ain't nothing cheap, but fast food, nothing. And honestly, even eating out, you don't know how to fix in your food back there. People don't care no more. It's not the same. The standards have changed. Start cooking your own food. Bolt cook. They call it meal prep. I call it just making a lot of food and putting it in containers <laughs> for the rest of the week or half the week or however many days you're going to be able to stand eating the same thing. We have to be better. Trade a Coke for, for, for a water. You don't like water, put some lemon in it. Ain't no getting around that. I can't stand when I hear grown people say, I don't like water. I don't like vegetables. Y'all, we grown. Come on now. Come on now. Drink it out of a straw if it's going to make it. I learned I hate room temperature water. I need mine ice cold. Get an ice maker. What do we got to do? What do we have to do as a collective to get better? We have to change. We have to change. I feel like the way I had to stop this is because I feel like a lot of us are failing the test. This book says God is testing us and we fail. So life ain't, I understand that we might think it's a marathon, a game and all this. This book says life on earth is a test. It's a test. And, 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 it, and it's true. It talks about uh, temptations, refinement all the time. 200 times in the Bible. If we're being tested, y'all, a lot of us are failing. I fail. I'm tired of failing because I want everything God has for me. I want my purpose. Good morning. I want my purpose. We need to stop failing these tests, y'all. Pick up a purpose-driven life. Link down below. If you're having a hard time with consistency, discipline, hire me. I'm a life coach. Got a whole course coming out for y'all. Because we have to start getting consistent and disciplined. And guess what? The more we do it, the easier it gets. It's not as hard as we think. We just build it up in our mind that it's really hard. It's not hard to eat healthy. I got to do a start. Then your body's going to start craving the healthy stuff and not wanting the trash. It's not hard to start working out. Just start. Start slow. Little by little. Heck, go to the gym and go walk on the treadmill. Go do two, two of these. And you go, oh, that wasn't bad. I could do two more. Do it at your own pace. Ain't nobody telling you to go and, and kill yourself. We have to move. We have to get our heart rates up. Y'all, we just had a comedian die at 32. 32 years old. Y'all, that's not healthy. 32? 32? I feel like our generation is going to even go faster. Our parents' generation, they're dying in their 50s. Every other day, a celebrity all of a sudden just dying. Like, not that they've been in the hospital for X, Y, and Z amount of times. And our generation grew up on McDonald's. We were eating those gray chicken nuggets. Y'all know that chicken nuggets was gray because when you was little, you used to take the chicken nugget and eat all the outside and look at that little gray piece of meat. I remember we were like in middle school or high school and McDonald's said, yeah, we have chicken nuggets made out of real chicken. I was like, what in the hell was we eating? We are probably going to go quicker because we're very unhealthy. Y'all, there was something on Instagram that I shared. This little girl, because she was eating Takis and hot chips, dang, there had to get like her spleen replaced or something like that. Don't get me to put it down below. It was a gray piece of meat. Y'all remember? Y'all remember being in y'all car seats, eating that little, eating, getting down to that meat. And I was looking, I was like, it was gray. 
ate it anyway. Because we were kids. Our parents didn't know no better. Fast food, we didn't know. We know now. We know now that it's all garbage. We have so many documentaries and so many things. And what will what will we say? I don't want to see that. I, I love, I love, I love pork chops too much. I love bacon too much. I don't want to see that. Killing ourselves and our kids every day. Killing ourselves and our kids every day. Every day. Slowly but surely. It ain't a quick death. It's slow. Slow. Slow death. Garbage. Our, her gallbladder. Had to get her gallbladder replaced. I knew a girl. She was a, She's grown now. A woman. She said she ate so many hot chips when she was a kid. She has acid reflux. At. And she was like 20 something at the time. She wasn't even in her 30s yet. Y'all got to start watching y'all kids and these snacks. And I'm not trying to mommy shame. I'm not. I'm not a mother. But I go to these grocery stores and I look at some of these carts and I'm just like, why are you feeding your kids all that garbage? Y'all, these kids need nutrients and sustenance. So do we. We got to get off the. We got to get off the train. I know it's easy. I know it's quick. I know you're tired. I get it. I see it. I don't go through it, but I get it. My sister has three kids. I see how tired she is all the time. I get it. However, what's more important? Something quick or really sustaining our children for the long term? Really changing how we have our relationship with food? Oh, and this is coming to me too. You don't have to finish your plate. Stop telling these kids they have to finish their food before they get up. That is so toxic. I am so thankful my family did not do that to me when I was a kid because I got full quick. I was not a kid that sat there and wanted to eat all their food. You do not have to eat everything on your plate. You can either throw it away. <gasps> you can throw it away. Yes, you can throw it away. You can throw it away. Or you can put it in the refrigerator for tomorrow. Leftovers. We know that. Stop force feeding yourselves. Stop just eating to eat. We should be eating when we're hungry. And we should be feeding the kids, you know, before they go to school, lunch and dinner. And maybe a couple snacks in between. Y'all, we can, we can, we don't have to eat all our food. I know that our parents made us and in, in, in struggle. We're not, in, we're not struggling no more like that. We can get out of that mentality of survival. We're not in survival mode. Well, we will always be in survival mode if we stay there mentally. Some of y'all still be like, eat up all your food. Y'all, we ain't in slavery no more. We ain't got to. And no, and no matter how much you feed a kid, uh, tomorrow he will be hungry or she will be hungry too. Like, it, it, that doesn't make sense. You, we can't force feed ourselves like we were in survival mode back in the day and expect it to last because we don't know when our next meal is coming. We know when our next meal is coming, y'all. Fridge is full. The fridge is full. We do not need to force feed. We do not need to be eating above and beyond or eating multiple meals a day. Have some snacks, replace them with some fruit, get some celery, get some, um, get some, get some, get some better chips. Maybe don't get the Lay's, maybe get the, the baked chips. It's okay to get a bag of chips. Just get one. You don't need three and four bags of chips in the house. You don't need four and five, six versions of cookies and two and three different ice creams. Get one. Get one thing of cookies. And when the thing of cookies is done, it's done until we go to the store the next time. I talk about this on Morning Motivation. When my nieces and nephews come over here and I'm not ready to cook, be Auntie BB, I'm hungry. Okay, you can go get a piece of fruit until, until I cook. You got either a banana, an apple, and I get the fruit that they like because I go, hey, what fruit do you like? Strawberries, okay. Here, you said you like this fruit. You can have fruit until I cook. Can I have a bag of chips? One, not three, not two, not sneaking and snacking and one. It's about moderation. I'm not saying kids can't have a good time. I'm not saying you can't eat your favorite. We just need a piece. We don't need the whole thing. And if we don't have the discipline not to eat the whole thing, then we don't need to buy it. We control what comes into our homes, y'all. We can't be passive about this no more. I love us too much. I love us too much to just be like, it's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. Y'all, we are failing the 
tests every day. We are the laughing stock of the planet. Nobody takes us seriously. I'm over it. I'm over having to defend us. But then I turn around and we look crazy. We look crazy. We want us to matter. And I'm sorry, I heard somebody say this. I heard Kevin Gates say this. He's so true. We want us to matter to so much to other people. We don't matter to ourselves. That's why they don't care. Because we don't care. And the way we show we care is by respecting one another. By showing up for one another. Stop talking to each other crazy online. Stop cussing each other out. Start helping each other. Start allowing people to speak to your children politely and honestly and respectfully. It takes a village. We have to come together, start being there for each other, stop going in on each other, stop blaming each other and start helping each other. I'm not blaming. I don't know what happened to you in your past. And I'm so sorry that somebody traumatized or made you feel a way or made you feel like you had to be or forced you. I'm so sorry that happened to you. We have to heal that and take control again. You are an adult now. You are in charge. You are in control. But if we don't start curbing our men, start curbing your sexual appetite, women start curbing our health appetite, we are going to keep failing and keep breeding. We've already seen Gen Z. We've seen that we've seen what happens when we're complacent. These little kids is running rampant. <laughs> we see what happens when we're complacent with our music, our food, everything. We see what happens. People were calling Michelle Obama all types of names, taking cupcakes out them schools. Kids didn't need to eat them damn cupcakes anyway. She wants us to eat healthy. Mm, Michelle Obama. I remember that. I remember the kids hated it. I understand. But adults were riding train too. Because your kid couldn't have a cupcake at class. School ain't where they should be eating cupcakes and getting all that sugar anyway. Driving them dang teachers crazy. Y'all, we have to start being in the driver's seat. We can't be passengers no more. We can't just be, oh, you know, passive. No, take control. You control what comes in and out of your home. You control what goes into the cart. I don't care how much they kick and scream. Okay, baby girl, you get one. We knew rules. We got to eat healthy so we can live a long life. Do you want to eat healthy with mommy? You want to be on our health train? Okay, cool. Mommy wants to lose some weight. She can't eat all of that no more. Mommy, I want to go here. Nope, we're not doing that. We have to eat healthy at the house. It ain't about money. It's not about the money. It's about eating properly. Health is wealth. That's an investment. If it's more money, good. Invest in your health. Invest your time, your energy into your health. 30 minutes is all it takes to go for a walk. Go for a walk around your neighborhood. If your neighborhood isn't safe, go to a park and take your kids. They would love that. They would love it. If you have a dog, your dog is going to love it. Get out fresh air. Keep the phone. Keep, put your phone in your pocket. Keep going. Thank you, Londa, for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Y'all, we have to be better. We have to get better. We, all of us, collectively, women, we got, we got some work to do. We got some work to do. We don't need to go to brunch every weekend. We don't need to get the chicken and waffles every weekend. We don't need to eat every, all, we don't need to do that every weekend. No, we don't. Men, I see y'all in the gym. I see y'all eating healthy. Men are, men are leading the chart. Women, y'all want a man. I keep telling y'all go to the gym. It's like two women in there to all these men. Like when I go in there, it's like five. So many men in the gym. So many handsome men do getting their bodies right. Let me tell y'all this. A healthy man does not want an unhealthy woman. I will tell y'all that now, especially if you have not conceived a child. Because he's thinking about all of those things. I'm just being honest with you guys because I have conversations with my male friends. They think about these things. My male friends go running. They're in run clubs. They're in bike clubs. They make time for their hobbies and their health. You know, I understand that thick is in. We got to let that narrative go. I get it. But healthy is better. I'm not telling you to be thin like me. My body is natural. I am not telling you you need to be like me or a certain size or a certain weight. You got to get to a healthy weight for you. 
But I'm telling y'all right now, ladies, and this is just the honest to God truth. I am being very honest when I say this is out of love because I love my sisters and I want us to be better. A healthy man is does not want an unhealthy woman. If you, the man that you want goes to the gym or you see a man and you start dating him and talking to him and he tells you that he goes to the gym on a regular basis, the way to cancel yourself out is by telling him you don't work out. Because not only is he thinking, okay, she's unhealthy now. That means her body is unhealthy. That means when he's thinking about your poom poom, he knows your poom poom is unhealthy because everything we eat goes to our poom poom, y'all. So he's thinking about that. He's thinking about, oh, if she has my child, she's going to get even bigger. I'm telling you guys what they think. And I'm being so honest because I love you. I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm talking about the conversations that my male friends have with me. And they're like, Brittany, we don't know what to do. If we bring it up to them, they yell at us and cuss us out and tell us we don't know what we're talking about. They are tired of not knowing how to talk to us. They are tired of not knowing how to be our allies because we, y'all don't know how to tell us what to do. I'm telling y'all, my homegirl called me and she was like, girl, I met this man. She sent me a, a video of him. This man is in the gym working out. And I said, boo, I said, you know, if a man is up in the gym working out, he going to want a woman working out. She was like, I know. I'm telling y'all, y'all, if y'all want a certain type of man, if you want a certain type of man, you have to match his energy. And that's just the physical. That's just one layer, one layer. That's just one layer. We ain't talking about the other ones. We're just talking about that one right now. Just health. Healthy men want healthy women, ladies. They think, we don't think men think long-term. They do when it comes to that. They do when it comes to that. When I meet men, they be like, ooh, girl. And I be like, oh, no, I'm thick. They be like, uh-uh, stay exactly how you are. Because when you get bread, you're going to get a little thicker and then you're going to be thinking all the right play. I'm telling y'all what they tell me, y'all. And they don't mind having the conversation around me because they know I'm not going to get offended. And I'm not saying this, but I'm saying this out of love. I'm telling y'all what they say and they want us and they're not saying it mean. They're not saying in bigger. They're not talking down. They're not saying it in a nasty, demeaning, nasty way. I don't play like that when it comes to women. I am a woman's advocate through and through. If y'all seen my social media, I be going hard for the women. They don't talk like that. They're very, they're concerned. They want us to be healthier. They want us to be around so that we can do better. Men, on the other hand, y'all need to curve y'all sexual appetites. Stop thinking because you have a penis and you're built different that that gives you a free pass to go sleep with so-and-so and so-and-so. Because you know what the biggest reason why women don't care anymore about pleasing y'all? You want to know the number one reason, the thing that keeps hearing? And y'all can go to Six's channel and hear this too. Because women said, well, it doesn't matter what I do. They're going to cheat anyway. So six is, Six's point of view is like, so what, girl? Get it together anyway. And I agree. However, men, y'all are the leaders. So if y'all want y'all women to step up, y'all got to start being the men that they need. Women, we want these men to step up. You got to start being the woman that they need. And I know we went a little off topic, but y'all are feeling it. So we going to... We got a couple more minutes. Confidence. The layer is confidence. And confidence is huge. And, and I don't care. It's not a track. Exactly. And if you're in shape, if you feel good about your body, if you feel good about yourself, if you feel good about your appearance, your confidence goes up. And then you don't have to settle for the dusties. So they call them. And it's not even about dusties. It's about being meeting somebody at the standard that you want. We have high standards as we should, but we also have to meet those standards mentally, emotionally, and financially, both parties. Not just a man. It ain't about a man getting the bag and having to deal with a woman with horrible finances. We equally now gone are the days where one income is what it is. Both parties need to be emotionally, mentally, physically and financially healthy both of both y'all all three of y'all <laughs> you got in him all three of y'all um can you explain why women aren't driven by sex i sure can percy good question all right so a woman not to, okay when i say this i'm not saying women don't like sex 
women do like sex. Women like sex a lot of times just as much as men or sometimes more. What I'm saying is because it's, first of all, biologically, we can only conceive one child per year, right? God biologically didn't build us with the same hormone derivatives as a man when it comes to sex. That's the, that's biologically. That's the first. Second, psychologically, it's very easy for a woman to have sex. Would a, would, it's not, it's not, a, it's not challenging. It's a, isn't hard. Y'all standards are in hell when it comes to who y'all, who y'all will sleep with and who y'all want. So it doesn't matter what she looks like. It doesn't matter how she's built. It doesn't matter anything. If she wants to have sex with somebody, she can find somebody to have sex with her. She can even find a good man to have sex with her because y'all standards when it comes to y'all's bodies and y'all's physical discipline are in hell. It don't matter as long as she has a pulse and a hole for some of y'all. Y'all are willing to do it, which is disgusting, but that's how a lot of men roll. And Stefan Speaks spoke about it. That's that's common knowledge, right? <laughs> that is common knowledge. So for a lot of women, sex doesn't do anything for us. It's just like not saying that we don't like it, not saying that we don't want it, not saying that we don't crave it. We do, but it's not on the same level. Men will put sex above. Every- y'all will, y'all will. Y'all will jeopardize your entire household and your woman's trust in you, her mental, emotional stability because of sex. That's why I say that it's not the same. When a woman normally steps out and have sex, it's deeper reasons than just her being horny. Y'all could be like, well, I ain't had sex in a while. So, you know, I'm going to go get with Keisha real quick or I'm going to go find me something, something. That's what I mean by we're not driven by with by sex like men are. Men will jeopardize everything that they have for a couple minutes of pleasure. That's how y'all are driven by sex. Y'all will money, time, energy, flights, resources. We see it online all the we're seeing the disgustingness of how much y'all put sex on a pedestal. The young man, the man that kicked the girl out or or took her back to the airport because she wouldn't sleep with him. So instead of him just being honest about what he wanted from the get-go, he thought it was smart to fly somebody out, spend all that time, energy, and money. Because I know he finessed her on the front end, sweet nothings and all of that. And he just got disappointed because he didn't get what he wanted. So that's that's what I mean by uh, <clears throat> women aren't driven by sex the same way. So I hope you got, y'all learned something. I hope y'all learned something. This is key. I hope y'all learned something today. I know we 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 got off, but I felt it and I had to say it. And I hope that we just do better all the way around when it comes to discipline. Women want us women want women want to feel safe. And the fastest way you take away her safety is if you cheat. Cuz you're numbing her. You're not getting the best version of a woman. When you step out, when you sleep around, when you tell yourself, well, I'm a man and my penis control, if you lack of discipline, y'all want women to have health discipline, right? Which we're working on collectively. Y'all need to have sexual discipline. It is the worst thing you can do because it crushes, it crushes her. And you know what? Maybe I'll go live. Maybe this evening. Let me check the calendar. I'll go live. I'll go live this week, this evening. Y'all, y'all will see it. Um, I do have a new Patreon out. Yeah, maybe I'll go live this evening. I'll, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Y'all see it when I'll go live to have this conversation. Cause these, these conversation, um, this conversations need to be had more. Yeah. I've seen men risk it all. Absolutely. For sex, just for sex. That's why we're not built the same because a woman won't do that for the most part. Most women will not wear, we think a little two steps ahead of that. So I hope that you guys had a good one today. (laughs) Hope you guys learned something. Discipline, absolutely. Discipline on both sides. It ain't just men, it's women. We're just, we're lacking discipline in two different sectors. Women, we're lacking discipline in our health. Women, we're going to get that together. 
men you're lacking discipline in the sexual region. When we can curve those two things, what? We will thrive as a unit because you know what? Now the trust is built and now the desire is built back. The confidence, when if a man curves his sexual appetite, the trust is now solid in the woman. And when a woman curves her health appetite, her confidence goes up, the man's sexual desire for her goes up, then her standards can go up and we just flourish together. So I feel like that may be the recipe of the solution. Women curving our health appetite, men curving your sex, sexual appetite and being better together. Okay. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Book a 30 minute coaching session with me. If you guys need help in any of these areas, I do have a course coming out, possibly dropping on my birthday or the first of discipline and consistency how to get the life that you want by using consistency and discipline. Uh, go ahead and book a 30-minute free coaching session down below with me if you guys need a life coach. If you're struggling in any of these areas, uh, if you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to kind of help you work it out, let me know. It's down below. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Happy Monday. Hope you guys got a lot out of this. I will catch you guys tomorrow for tomorrow's morning motivation. Do not forget to uh, sign up for the uh, free book giveaway for Friday. Um, I wish I could stay on here longer with y'all. I got a lot to do. Hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed one. Bye, y'all.